Hello, I'm Trevor. And I'm Mark. And this is Talk Apocalypse, a podcast discussing the current fortnight of Apocalypse Sports Trivia. I am in Doomsday North Premiership, and Mark is in End Times North Liga 2. This episode will be going over the questions from Fortnite 27, Day 10. It is getting to be that time of the fortnight, as it always seems to do. These days are precious, especially for people like me who are fighting to stay out of danger. Indeed. It's, uh, yeah, only only two days left in the quote-unquote regular season to try and... I'm trying to get into the dark green. I'm trying with all my might. Somehow, I actually won yesterday. I guess maybe you and I, we thought it was a little bit of an easier theme day, and there yeah. was not not a single 10-5, 10-5 tie in my division, which I was a little yeah. surprised at. Mm. I ended up winning yesterday, which was great. So I'm in yeah, the light green the, again, yeah. which is nice. Yeah, I, I start today just outside of the light pink, but one point away from being in it. So it's still up for grabs. So we can move on. to so Let's start off question number one for the day. Very short question here. In American sport, the words Bay Hill are most closely associated with what late athlete? Didn't know it right away, but Bay Hill stuck out to me as a golf thing that I just associate Bay Hill with golf. That was pretty much the extent of what I new it's like that this feels like it's a golf course of some kind or there's a bay hill invitational there's a bay hill open something like that beyond that it's like okay well i guess name a late golfer okay that could really be almost all that could be so many people i decided to go with well maybe against maybe 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 bay hill is connected the 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 letters there are connected to the athlete with whom with this uh, these words are associated. So I put Ben Hogan, B and H, Ben Hogan. That's my answer. That's not a bad guess, Trevor. Yeah, at Bay Hill is the location of the Arnold Palmer Invitational. It is the course at somewhere in the Metro Orlando area, and it's a neighborhood. I know <laughs> it was the place historically where a lot of the guys lived in the off season was at Bay Hill. I think that's changed now to somewhere else, but mm-hmm. Tiger lived there and a bunch of other guys live there, or I could be misremembering, but I know, I know that Bay Hill is the location of the Arnold Palmer Invitational. So I said Arnold Palmer, which was correct. Nice. Yeah. Like I said, I would have, would not have had reason to go with Arnold Palmer. Arnold Palmer didn't know it. So if I watch a lot of golf, and I love, I play golf, love golf, watch a lot of golf. It's probably, you know, one of those, the top five or six most famous golf course names uh, in the U.S. That's not like a host of a U.S. Open or anything. I think the first thing I think when I hear Bay Hill is Arnold Palmer Invitational. If you're not familiar yeah, with nice. golf, I, you know, it, you don't even know what Bay Hill, you might not even know what Bay Hill is if you don't watch golf. You know, like, it yeah. could be anything. Yeah, I knew there was something in my mind that told me this is golf, but beyond that, yeah, didn't know. Question number two. Last October, Mexican musician Alex Laura won a lawsuit that gave him sole control for artistic and commercial purposes of the name of his band. This meant that the FMF, Mexico's Soccer Federation, can no longer use the name for commercial or referential reasons, despite the fact that it has long served as a nickname for the men's national team. And we're asked to fill in the blank with a three-letter word that completes Laura's band name, L blank. I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this. My least favorite team, I think, in all of sports is L Tree. 
the Mexican men's soccer team. There's no team that I want to lose more ever as an American soccer fan than Mexico's men's national team. It's El Tri, T-R-I, for the three colors that they have mm -hmm. in their flag. This is my most shameful miss of the fortnight. I think it's going to end up as being didn't get it. And as soon as I saw the right answer, I said, of course. Uh, I felt I felt so dumb looking at this, and I'm like, okay, what is what's a what's a what's the first like what's a three letter word that would be in Spanish? And the first word that came to my mind was Ray or King. So El Rey. I've seen I've seen El Rey on a number of things, restaurants, various kind of things. So El Rey was like, yeah, that sounds like it could be a band name, and it could be the name of a team. Um, <clears throat> I have certainly, certainly, certainly heard of El Tree before, no doubt. I mean, how many times have the U.S. In Mexico played so many it, uh, like it never even crossed my mind El Tree because it wasn't it wasn't a word that I I guess what, what I thought of it was this isn't like this is a three-letter word okay well Trey is a word what other three-letter words are there this is a word of some kind and Ray is a three-letter word if I had known it it wouldn't have that part wouldn't have bothered me but not being able to pull it I went with El Rey so but yeah it was El Tree and like I said earlier, as soon as I saw what the right answer was, I just, I was ashamed that I had missed that. Just having, it's, it's, it's enough in the, like we, like I said, the U.S. plays Mexico enough that I should have just known it cold, but I didn't. That's another one where for me, I was pretty, pretty instant. Like, uh, yeah, it's El Tree because I just, I despise that team and they're known as El Tree. And that was mm -hmm. pretty much like, yeah, I didn't have to really think too hard on this one uh for me but i certainly mm -hmm. if you don't know it like again like mm -hmm. if you're not you don't watch u.s men's national team versus mexico matches you know like you you might not have come across the l tree mm -hmm. thing because it's not like obvious that that would be their nickname mm -hmm. yeah and like i said I, I can raise a slight complaint that tree is not a word in spanish uh <laughs> tri like it literally does it it probably is like tricolor might be like three color again if you if you know it you know it and that's not going to throw you off. But since I didn't know it, it's a stupid name. They're a stupid team. Their fans are terrible. And that's that. I hope they lose every right. single match they play. Sorry, Mexico. <laughs> Don't add us, Mexico. Not, yeah. <laughs> Our podcast will not be invited to any uh, Mexican matches. That being said, I would like to go to Azteca sometime because it seems like, I mean, their fans are insane. Their people are crazy. Uh, I'd like to go to a match there. It'd be kind of fun. They're right, uh, one not, notch below the Yankees and Duke, Mexican national. Wow, team. that's that if, is strong. If, if Mexican national men's national team played the Yankees, I would cheer for the Yankees. Well, Mark is making his feelings very well known on this. That's right. episode. No American soccer fan should cheer for Mexico ever. I, I'm sorry, no. Landon Donovan. You can go stop cheering for Mexico. Stop wanting Mexico to win. We hate them. End of rant. Well, now that that has been established, we'll go on to question three. Uh, there's a coach who recently win reached the 600 win mark for his career, and before his, for this current school, coached at Wayne State, North Dakota State, Northern Iowa, and Iowa State. This was not too hard. I sort of went, okay, all these states are in the same sort of ballpark, so maybe this guy is just like his current school is also in this particular ballpark. I don't know like the history of Iowa state coaches. I thought I might be able to pull that, but I didn't, but okay. Who is, who is, a, what other schools are around uh, these parts that I, th th it, this is possible. So it, it's not going to be 
Nebraska because Nebraska's coach has not pulled up pulled 600 wins. Fred Hoiberg, Fred Hoiberg has not gotten 600 wins in not even not at all. But there's another school in Nebraska that does have a coach that has been around for a long time um, and has been at Creighton for a while. Uh, Doug McDermott. So, oh, sorry, Greg McDermott, not Doug. Greg McDermott. And so uh, I just went with McDermott as my answer. So you said this one's easy. I did not get this correct. I yeah, I was like, okay, six hundred wins. Hey, it doesn't say what sport this is, but I did deduce that it was basketball because six hundred mm-hmm. wins would be a lot for pretty much anything. Would be else. a lot for any other sport, yeah. It's still a lot. I mean, if you had twenty wins a year, it's or twenty to twenty five wins a year. So you got to be a pretty good coach. I mean, that's still twenty five years of coaching. I mean, that's that's a guy who's going to be older, you know, in his, in his fifties or sixties, probably most likely. So yeah, for me, this did not really ring a bell. I hadn't heard about anybody recently reaching the 600 win mark. Uh, This also doesn't say it's not women's basketball, but I literally can only think of one men's coach who coaches women's basketball Mm -hmm. and that's, that's Gino and he just got his 1200th win. So Mm -hmm. I did deduce this is probably men's NCAA basketball. And so I approached it from, I mean, I'm not going to know who coached at Wayne state you know, 30 years ago or North Dakota state, or even I tried to think of who was coaching at Northern Iowa when they were good or making yep. their tournament runs in the, in the nineties. I couldn't think of who it was. So I had to go at it from somebody who was at Iowa state and then left there and went somewhere else. So, you know, with no time frames at all, Iowa state was good. Like late nineties, early two thousands when they had like mm-hmm. Marcus Pfizer and, Jamal Tinsley, I think, played at Iowa State. And their coach back then, there was two. One was, I think it was Tim Floyd. And then the other one was Larry Eustachie. And I knew that Fred Hoiberg went to Iowa State. I think he coached there for a little while. And he's the coach in Nebraska now. But I had ruled him out as well. Like he was like, there's no way he got 600 wins. Plus, he coached like for the Bulls for a while. Yep. Yep. So I'm like, I ruled him out. So I was down to basically Tim Floyd, Larry Eustachie as my plausible answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Larry Stacey was like, Larry Stacey was fired for fraternizing with some students. I don't know if he was, I can't remember the exact scenario other than he got like mm-hmm. taken pictures of at frat parties on like early cell phone camera stuff probably. And he got fired from Iowa State. I recalled that he came back to coach subsequently. Mm-hmm. Could not remember where that was. Didn't know where it was. I thought he had had some success. And so I'm like, well, maybe he's coaching at some mid-major, low-level mid-major that I just don't know. It seemed implausible, but that was really all I had because I thought about a few coaches, you know, like guys in SEC who are coaching now and, you know, like Nate Oates or, but these guys are all younger. You know, Florida's coach is this young guy from who coached at San Francisco. Can't remember his name. You know, I don't know who's coaching at, I know that the guy who's coaching like Arizona is younger. I mean, it's not Bill Self, you know, he's, I, I don't, I just mm-hmm. was like, I could not think of anybody else who was like mm-hmm. reasonably the correct age. So I just said Larry Eustachie, which was wrong. And Trevor was right. It is Greg McDermott, who's the coach at Creighton, who I never thought of. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> ended up looking it up afterwards. Larry Eustachie has won like 550 games, something like that. Uh, he did get another coaching job after uh, mm. Iowa State. He was at Southern Miss for a couple of years, and then he went somewhere else. So he didn't coach at just one school. And yeah, McDermott has been at Creighton since like 2010. Mm-hmm. 
It's been around and, for a while. Yeah. So I, I mm-hmm. definitely remember that, but I couldn't have told you where he came from before that. I did not remember him yeah. playing anywhere else or coaching mm-hmm. anywhere else. So, yeah, it's the, yeah, this is, um, I've been Creighton playing Marquette enough times, you know, I'm not a huge Marquette fan, but as they're a Wisconsin school, I care, I care a little bit about them. So having seen Greg McDermott play Marquette enough times, he's been around for a long time. He's had a lot of success for yep. a long time. And yeah, I think, yeah, like I said, it was just, it was, it's the noticing all these schools are in sort of the same sort of area. Let's start thinking about schools around there. That's not necessarily like foolproof. There's, there's no reason why that has to be the case, but when if you stick around schools like North Dakota State, I, like you, you you stick around that area, people who stick around that area just maybe just love that area, and they don't, and they, they that's what that's their home. They want to find a place where that's their home. I think it's I think that it was my well, I didn't know it. I thought I was proud of myself for applying some good logic that made sense to me, and it worked out to look, think about schools around there. Yeah, that was a really a good way of thinking about it. I was just trying to think of teams that are decent, and I never even got to like Creighton. I had kind of given up <laughs> because I was basically trying to come at it from the Iowa State angle. And after you, Stacey, you left, I'm like, they sucked for a while. You know, they were they were not good for a, mm-hmm. oh, for a while. They're good this year. Don't know who their coach is. He's, the, he's like jacked. Every time I see him on the sideline, he's like this huge guy. Looks like, you know, the 35-year-old version of Ed Hockley. His, his like huge arms and his hair is like very well coiffed and everything. I have no idea what his name is, but I mean, they're good this year. I just watched them play the other mm-hmm. night against, who was it? Kansas? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I think the the coach, I'm probably going to butcher the last name, but it's like o- Oetzelberger. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's, from, he's from Milwaukee. So. Okay. All right. Should we move, move on to question four? Yep. Question four, in 2007, Woody Page was mocked by fellow panelists on Around the Horn for using a certain word in reference to a football play that the others deemed incorrect. In response, Page made the claim that he was right, and the term derived from a team of New York City firemen in Hell's Kitchen. It's not clear whether he was serious, in parentheses. Give either the word Page used or the full name of the play. There's a play that people argue about how to say it. I always learn it as the hook and lateral but it turned into hook and ladder for somehow, for some reason. I never played football. So, I, you know, if you football people can say I'm totally wrong, but it's a receiver runs a hook route and then lateral is the ball to a guy running by him. Somehow this has turned into a hook and ladder, which I don't know where that came from. Uh, I doubt Woody Page knows either. Not another one of not my favorites, but I was a little confused. Like, what are you asking for? So I ended up answering hook and lateral. So mm. that's what I said. How dare you besmirch Woody Page? Legend. <laughs> legend of Around the Horn. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh no. he's, 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 yeah, he's a legend in his own <clears throat> mind. Yeah, he's, he's like, at least he's not, like, he, he is a big personality, can be controversial, say, say some crazy things at times, but, like, he's not in the same ilk as a Skip Bayless saying stuff. Like, he, there, there's a certain likability, I find, to Woody Page that, like, yeah, he's just kind of, like, out there, but he's sort of this lovable like old dude, but yeah, he's that's, fine. That, that, it, it, agree, agree. He's no conversa- con- yeah, conversation for a different time, maybe. But uh, funny you say you know it as hook and lateral. I've always known it as, as hook and ladder. So when yeah. I read this question, it was automatically it was just, oh, this is hook and ladder. And I was trying to think, what could he have, what like what word could he have used that like would change this? I don't know. So, uh, but I was very, I was very confident. 
this would be the hook and ladder. This is around the right, this is around 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 the right time for very famous hook and ladder play in college football. So I said hook and ladder for mine, which was uh, deemed correct, as was hook and lateral and just ladder as well. Funny, yeah. I guess I don't know which one is technically the right one, but oh, I've I always think, heard it as. I think I'm right. Um, <laughs> just being the original one, I feel like it was like a horseshoes and cornhole situation where. <laughs> You know, like I never heard it as hook and ladder. It, at some point, it changed to people using both terms, and you know, whatever we know what it is. You know, it's a fun play. Yeah, I mean, if you want, it's interesting. I'm looking at the Wikipedia on the for the page of the play right now, and the title of the Wikipedia entry is hook and ladder, but then it's like called the hook and lateral is a trick play. So and I think the name of the play is the hook and lateral, but it's maybe more known now as the hook and ladder. So interesting. All right, finally, we'll do question five. In season three, episode 47 of Bluey, Pat has the following line. Look, he likes the square cut. Stripe, you and me will move to Gullion Point. You send one to his off stump, lure him into the catch. What sport is he talking about? It's amazing that as a uh, father of a young boy, I have never seen Bluey. Maybe if we record this podcast in one or two years' time, that that will change, but never seen it, so don't know the episode. But um, there's enough clues in this question that made it fairly easy for me. Stump, off stump was the biggest one. I I just got it almost based off of that alone. What sport has something called a stump? Cricket. I'm not even sure I could tell you exactly what the stump is. I just know that that's a cricket term. And I had seen a few days ago, maybe a week ago, just some diagram of all the different kind of positions and uh, places on a on a cricket pitch and just remarking that, wow, there's so many of these. And so the fact that there's like goalie and point, I'm like, okay, maybe those are just different other positions that I don't know. But yeah, I, I answered this one basically off of, you send one to his off stump, gotta be cricket. Not many other sports are gonna have stump as a term like that. So yep, I put cricket. Likewise, as a parent of older children, I have never seen Bluey. I am aware of Bluey. I know it's an Australian cartoon show. Same with you, Trevor. I see the word stump in a question. You asked me what it's about. It's cricket. I believe the stump is the posts that are behind the batter. The stumps are the vertical part and the bales are the things on the top. And so if you throw one to his off stump, you're like throwing it like an outside it's be like an outside pitch you know if you think about it as in terms of baseball yeah. and the square cut i think mm-hmm. is like kind of coming across and trying to hit it to the opposite field the cricket term i watch a bit of cricket i still don't totally understand most of the mm-hmm. a lot of the rules but it is interesting especially if you get a guy a batter who's like just red hot and a bowler who is struggling a little bit i still encourage people to go watch there was a guy this mm-hmm. summer at the world cup or the i whatever it is the Whatever the cricket championships that took place this summer, this Australian guy just got on this incredible roll and scored like 240 runs. And it was just crazy because mm-hmm. he was just like fours and sixes all over the place. And stuff like that can be is really impressive mm-hmm. because those balls are coming in and they're spinning all over the place. And you have no idea where the thing is going. And half the time they're just trying to protect, you know, that the, they don't get hit in the stump. Yeah. So yep. they don't get out, you know, it's just like, and you get no runs on those or dot balls, you know, like it's, I don't know. Cricket's pretty cool, even though it's a little crazy game. All that to be said, if I say the word stump in a question and you're asking me what sport it is, I'm going to say cricket. I did have a little bit of pause and be like, we just had a cricket question last fortnight. It seems a little strange to have cricket questions back to back fortnights, but 
didn't dissuade me from answering mm. cricket, which was the correct answer. I guess I guess I get wickets and stumps confused. Like the wicket is the set of stumps. I think the wicket is the whole. Yes, the whole thing is the mm-hmm. made up of a stump, stumps and a ba- and stumps okay. and bales. I think. Right. Yeah, I believe yeah. you. Yeah. So I uh, eight eight three for me today, but uh, lost in both of my matchups, unfortunately. Sorry. So I, yeah, eight three and one, and six three in the other. So, but lost to a four and a five. So we'll see if I dip down into the pink today or not. Yeah, we're recording on the earlier side. My my main division match is not final. My opponent has three question marks. Usually, all those would be wrong. So I got yeah. I got yeah. forward on the basketball one. So I got I've got uh, a six four in my book in my book, but I'm not sure about my main opponent. I foolishly I did not listen to the don't for something you don't know advice because my my opponent didn't have a great soccer score. Yeah. And so I said, oh, I'll, I will, uh, for him on soccer. Cause I didn't know it. Very foolish. Very foolish yeah. of me. So it may not have mattered, but it did, it did come back to, to bite me. So yeah, I, but, I forward all of my opponents on actually on the mm-hmm. Bay Hill one, uh, just because okay. their country club score is not great, like under 40%, I think. And I was mm-hmm. like, if, A, if you're not great at country mm-hmm. club, you might not even know what Bay Hill means. And mm-hmm. then to associate what athlete, like you said, Trevor, it's like there's a lot of late golfers. <laughs> you know, could be could be just about anybody. Okay. There's there's a lot of them. All right. All right. That's it for today. And we'll see what Sports Thomas has for us tomorrow.